You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Auger Liberty Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I am your host, Jeremiah Morrill. As always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dakota Davis and Clay Morgan. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I, I had to jump up. I was looking yeah. at my show notes real quick. That's all right. Uh, this show is about <laughs> our lives behind. our lives in rural Indiana. It's a f- show that folks – man, I am struggling. It's the, the live the feed. Bright, the bright lights. <laughs> this show is about folks who are in, involved in politics. We promise our episodes are going to be fun and an easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks that we just find interesting. Today, for episode 24 of the Boss Hog of Liberty, we are joined by Henry County Council President, Mr. Nate Lamar. Welcome, Nate. Thank you. Appreciate so. this, and uh, thanks for hosting here in your home, Dakota. Yeah, absolutely. I love it's it. Great. This is a dream come true. <laughs> We're in the world-famous studios north of Q Avenue. Exactly. It's a top-secret location. It's we don't not even know. a home away from home. It's like home at home. That's right. <laughs> That's correct. It's a second-floor penthouse studio. People, people always uh, talk about, you know, whenever you talk to those people that are uh, um, lucky enough to work from home. I mean, I guess I can say that now, but Jeremiah doesn't pay me enough to really classify it as work. No, but you do get the, uh, the, the exemptions now on the, the business expense of having the home. Yes. So you've, t- you've stolen that deduction away from me. Oh, yeah, it's all mine now. Yeah. So uh, we have we are broadcasting from the new studio for the uh, for the very first time Facebook Live and the uh, subsequent YouTube feed video that's available. Uh, so from time to time we'll look down and see some comments. Can't guarantee that we're going to catch them all or be able to interact with everybody on all of those, but they're there and uh, uh, it's kind of a fun community event for everybody else uh, that's there. Um, we have rearranged the studio against uh, against your wishes. We, uh, we we've changed out the table and started over. Yep. And now we got everybody in the in the shot. Yeah, we do. Ed, I, Jeremiah, this is the first time that you've seen it, right? I've been here. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I said Jeremiah. I meant to say Clay. Yeah, it is. Yep. Other than watching you guys on the uh, Facebook Live when you've been testing it out, so yeah. Yeah. yeah what would you think? I thought it was pretty cool. You think it's neat? Yeah. yeah. Sounded awesome. good. Looked good. So yeah. We're uh, we're a month ahead of schedule. We were trying to be here by November sixth was the goal that we had set, yep. and. Uh, just kept picking away at it. And it's passion. And here we are. Passion. Well, you know, it's really because of the the donations that came pouring in whenever we asked for them. Uh, we had a, a big support group of people that um, that really wanted to see us take off and be successful. And uh, because of that, we were able to get this done literally a month before schedule. Like, it was, what, November 6th? Yeah, I think that was our our target. Yeah, that was our that was like, all right, we're gonna try to get it by November sixth, and here we are, and it's October fifth. So yeah, we've got uh, we've got more soundproofing panels. We have awesome. uh, the new table. 
new blackout curtains up everywhere, so yep. you don't have those uh, those junky ones here anymore. New tablecloth, uh, so yeah. Nope. And then new we're using the uh, curtains and uh, the draper shades underneath. And draper shades underneath. <laughs> there you H- go. Hidden deep. Right. And then you have the uh, the the Lisa Crosby light kit. So That's right. We're yeah. well we're well illuminated. Yeah, and we worked all day on this Saturday. Yeah, we we literally like our Saturday uh, for Jeremiah, Audrey, and myself was working on the studio, thinking of compiling a list of things that we needed, getting the table from Jeremiah's house, and then uh, eventually we went and uh, did a little a little thing with Clay at, at four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that yeah. was... Yeah, there you go. So the uh, we've been promoting it for a few weeks that we were going to be a part of the Victory Lane uh, Camp's uh, chili co- contest, and uh, that was Saturday. Uh, Dakota, myself, and Sheriff McCorkle, and as predicted... A non-pasta chili entry did win. So, <laughs> yeah, that that is true. That it was it was a real disappointment to your mother that you let that happen. Yeah, she did. I I saw that she commented on that. She was like, "Didn't I raise you better?" Now, which which one? I know. Didn't you have differing opinions on the pasta? Yeah, yeah. I was. I was. I'm fully anti-pasta. You were chili. definitely no pasta. <laughs> yeah. That would I be. Were. That's I what really you call like goulash. You were pasta permittable. Nate, where, what, yes. what belongs? What, what, what belongs in chili? Um, I do like Cincinnati chili. Oh, so, see, yeah, I, I yes. like pasta and chili. See, that's very different. That's that's a, like a, a totally separate category. It's <laughs> almost like spaghetti. Yeah, that's like a skyline chili. The the three ways that they have those are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like those. Right. So, and then while we were there, that we had the uh, the the little inner child in Dakota got excited because the hot air balloons were set up. Yeah. Or, or, well, the, yeah. the the van was there. I guess it wasn't actually set up, so we had the, no, they the were, promise of a hot air. Whenever balloon Whenever we pulled in, the uh, the hot air balloon company was was uh, unloading the the basket for people to right. ride in. Right. And I made the connection. They had a sign set up that that said, "Are we on your bucket list?" And I'm like, "Yes, that is definitely on my bucket list." Like I've always we uh, there's a little thing whenever I was in elementary school where one of the teachers won a contest and got to take a full-fledged hot air balloon. And I can remember, like, watching her go up and everything and just, like, was in total amazement. And ever since then, I've wanted to do a hot air balloon ride. So I was so excited. It was all, that was awesome. It was, it was, it's great that you were excited about that. Yep. And then, I loved the video. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and that, his... He, his face, we, there, we, there's a video, if you go back and look at the Boss Hog Liberty page, um, you could see when I broke it to Dakota that they probably weren't going to let him go up a thousand feet, and it was going to be tethered, and he was ready to go home at that instant. It was over. The dream was crushed. <laughs> you could see his face just drop. <laughs> he said, "He said, you know those are, are tethered, right? It's just tethered balloon rides. I was like, tethered? You mean like tied off? He's like, yeah, you're only going to go up like 10 or 15 feet. I was like, what? <laughs> we can get the same effect on a step ladder <laughs> if you want. Just a big orchard ladder. I still would have been happy with it, be, like just getting in there. But I've, my condition for that would have been that the guy would have had to let me pull the pull the little uh, flame. Stream, oh, yeah. You know? yeah. I would have yeah. had to do that, and then I would have been satisfied. Yeah, I've never done hot air. You ever done hot air balloon no, ride? No, unfortunately, I haven't. Yeah, have you? No, see, none of us have. Yeah, one day never we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a real a real field trip, and the four of us are gonna get in a hot <laughs> air balloon. <laughs> I've I've always wanted to go skydiving too. Uh, you can do that one. That's on your a own. big one. I wanna. I just wanna do all of that stuff. 
skydiving, base jumping. Adrenaline junkie. Maybe if, like one of these days. I Base jumping is tough to pull off in central Indiana. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, Dakota, uh, you're young enough. Join the Army and you can go skydiving. <laughs> there we go. That's what I did at Flint Benning, Georgia. There you go. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, so you're an Army veteran? Sure. Am. Absolutely. Oh, we'll cool. get it. We'll get into that on Nate's. Uh, oh, we can jump. I don't know it much about Nate. The whenever he walked in the door was the first time I've ever actually met him. So like, I've seen him around places. But, but he is kind of close to you in a different way, right? <laughs> yes, I, I I guess you could say that. He's he's going to be eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, okay. he's close to my soon-to-be mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys work together, right? Uh, about twenty feet away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> So they are literally close, like 20 right, feet together right. close. Yeah. You guys are almost family. <laughs> Very close. <laughs> how, long have, how long have you and Monica worked together? Uh, Monica started there before I did. I don't know the exact date, but I began work at Draper in July of 1999. So yeah. I've been there just over 18 years now. Yeah, so you've known Monica since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. A lot longer than what I have. <laughs> <laughs> Pales in comparison to my five years. There you go. <laughs> so, so I guess that we know whose side she's going to take if, if things come crashing down between or Nate if, and I. On I don't know podcast. if Nate got an invite to the wedding, but he's obviously going to be sitting on Monica, <laughs> Monica and Audrey's side. Yeah, on the Draper side in the uh, in the in the Spiceland Church. So I've known Nate for gosh, I, this is uh, goes back to probably right around the time you were starting with Draper. I was in high school and you were doing the uh, the speech the GOP speech contest. Probably the one of the first or second you years. You competed in, I believe, the first year we had that. Yeah, I'm the old savvy veteran, <laughs> and we're now in the 21st year of it. It's old enough to drink. Mm-hmm. And last year, uh, for our 20th anniversary, we had a record turnout. Uh, we had 15 kids compete. From throughout Henry County, I think the wow. first year I competed in that, we were at the uh, at the Best Western at the time. That's right in the you, you uh, in the conference memory. room back mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and there were uh, what like only three competing that year. Yeah, I placed in the top three. I don't know how many okay. there actually were. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like you were valedictorian of your class, I graduated in first in my class, Dakota. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, there's just like when you walk through the halls at, at uh, Tri High, where you're from, all the val- valedictorians are on the wall over there. If you walk down the hall at my parents' house, my picture's on the wall over there too. Oh, from is that first it? My yeah. class. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's small victories in life. You have to set set achievable goals, and yeah. then and then you're happy. with Yeah, them. my my friend uh, Chase Payton, who listens to this show, um, always tells people that he graduated top of his class too, and like that was. Like that was on his uh, college application. He he was valedictorian. He went to uh, Freedom uh, Christian Academy uh, out on Highway 38 here uh, in Henry County. Were there like three people in the class in this class that year. There were three people in this <laughs> class that year. Their uh, their cap and gowns were colored red, white, and blue. You got everybody covered. <laughs> wow, nice. So and then you you served in the uh, in the army, correct? That's correct. Uh, active duty from 1985 to 1992. Excellent. And then you you are a West Point graduate. That's correct as well. Uh, it's starting to sound like a resume for a congressman if we keep going. So <laughs> the uh, I've slayed Clay already. <laughs> Hold it together, sir. You got to be a professional. Uh, and uh, so and you also have worked. Uh, as a liaison for our for the for the congressional delegation, as they've gone out and found 
or recruited people in our area for West Point, for the academy, right? That's correct. I serve as military academy liaison officer for the 6th Congressional District, and that's just a fancy title for West Point recruiter. Excellent. Oh, cool. so that, that's what I do. He, he knew me in high school, and yet he never tried to recruit me for West Point. <laughs> hmm. I got overlooked. Hmm. I don't know if he did that job back in the, early, in the late two thousand, late nineties. But uh, I started in nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. He I definitely had to wait had the opportunity. for a guy to retire from that position until I could take it. So nineteen ninety eight. That's when I became the recruiter for this area. Well, they're very cool. So, um, so you, this Republican speech contest that I was a part of. Um, what, tell us about when it's coming up. It's a fall event, right? That's correct. It's always the first Thursday in November, or I shouldn't say always because we moved around over the years. It used to take place in the spring, but for the past three or four years now, it's been the first Thursday in November, which is interesting, especially in election years. It's because, right, right know, there election week, right? Right before, either right before or right after the election, depending on how the calendar falls. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, um, You've got you open it up to anybody from the county, and then you bring in different judges from from uh, from outside of the county, right? That's correct. Do, do it's open to anyone grade seven through twelve um, who is a Henry County resident, um, be a public school, private school, home school. What uh, what's your topic this year? Uh, this year, our topic is uh, what's your opinion of the first year of the Trump Pence administration. Is, are, are all answers acceptable? Uh, yes, all <laughs> answers are acceptable. We feel like uh, an open-ended, an open-ended topic like that will uh, hopefully generate interest among our teenagers. You can each have one of those. Okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and you have cash prizes, and then a, a lovely, uh, a lovely award of. Uh, I think you get an honorary non-voting membership in the Republican Club. That's correct. So you guys, uh, you have there's a party, and then there's also like a Republican club for the county. What's the difference between those two? The Henry County Republican Central Committee is the official body of the Republican Party in Henry County. The Republican Club is what's called an auxiliary party organization. Larger counties will typically have like um, a Republican Women's Club, Republican Men's Club, Young Republicans, and College Republicans. But in Henry County... We just have one club called the Republican Club. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, it's tough enough. That? It's tough enough to staff a, a county party <laughs> right. without having uh, without having eight or ten different sub subgroup parties. Mm-hmm. I, I heard at the um, the dinner I was at. Speaking of all these clubs, I just thought about it. Somebody was in town looking to start a young Republican club. I, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard so. that recently. I think it's Ben Fisher who is a Daleville town councilman, and also he's an officer in Delaware. He may be president of Delaware County Young Republicans. Okay. I think he wants to try to start that organization here, here in Henry or down here. as well. Yeah. Well, okay. I, mean, I mean, the true conservative young people already have Young Americans for Liberty. Well. Available you know. on, like, every college campus. You know. <laughs> we don't have a college. Well, we have Ivy Tech. Yeah, you know, we but, have the Danielson Center, too. So, yeah, that is true. So is the Danielson Center, is it still open? What What have you all heard on it? I Oh, as far as I knew it was, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I haven't Seems heard like someone told me closing. IU East had moved some classes from there to the Ivy Tech building. That's a good oh. question. Have any of you heard that? No, no I don't know. Don't know. I haven't heard an update on that. Maybe somebody watching right now will uh, let us yeah. know. We may, uh, we may have that. <laughs> what... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Travis is picking on us. Travis White says, oh, I see. When Nate doesn't talk loud enough, Jared just his mic. When I'm not loud enough, I get trash talk. Well, Travis, you're the media, so we have to pick on you. We learned uh, – and Travis says he wrote a story on the Danielson Center. He's not saying what it is. We have to go buy the paper to learn what Travis said. <laughs> but, uh, but he says he wrote a story on it. Mm-hmm. So, Nate, you've been, you've been making the tour of, uh, of the 6th District in Indiana, and you've been considering and looking at, uh, looking at possibly making a run for raw office, and you're still evaluating opportunities for yourself. What's that process been like going around and, and meeting folks and running all over the – not all over the state, but darn near all over the state, 19 counties? Yeah, 19 counties uh, throughout the 6th District, which comprises East Central and Southeastern Indiana. It's It's been a challenge. I'm uh, thankful that our older daughter, Elizabeth, was able to be my driver to a lot of those. Uh, plus, you know, she liked it. The, she was able to take advantage of it to rack up the hours she needed to get her driver's license, especially <laughs> the 10 hours of night driving. Absolutely. So is that, I didn't know that anymore. You have to you have yeah. to track that now. As yeah, you're getting you're your supposed to forty yeah. hours of daytime driving plus ten hours of nighttime driving to get a driver's license. Yeah, but I, I can remember being in high school. That was the thing. Whenever I was trying to get my license four years ago. Yeah, exactly. Four <laughs> years ago. No, uh, five years ago. <laughs> five and a half. You want to slap him? <laughs> he's still young enough to like. He's still got been caught by some of these new laws. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I would just drive my mom to work. Every morning before I had to go to go to vocational school, um, and I was uh, worried at the time that, uh, like, since it, the sun was partially coming mm-hmm. up whenever I was driving her to work, that it wasn't going to count. I don't know why, and like, it makes me sound like an idiot sixteen-year-old, but like, I was actually worried. I'm like, oh man, they're not going to let me get my license now. I, it's not legitimately nighttime. The sun's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I, I feel bad that you had to go through that stress like that. You're going to lose on a technicality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, reporter Wyke is telling us that uh, there are no official plans yet. Uh, more to come by the end of the year. So no no news on the Danielson Center. They're being dodgy on the, on the tough questions. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> well, reassure Travis that I am a Courier Time subscriber. So yeah, I yeah. do buy the paper, and I, I will look for his story. I think everybody, uh, everybody at the table is a uh, is a Courier subscriber. Is a, is a reader. Oh, a, well, yeah. oh, you don't have a subscription well, for, I, the, I for, the pa- for the paper for the on Euclid. I know. I don't want to lie. You, I can't lie. Man, I know. You read read to, my lips. How <laughs> in the hell do you run a barber shop without a daily newspaper? They in come in and tell me the news. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then I mean, and then I'm Travis comes through and reports back out what the what's like the story is for the exactly. Exactly. It's like a beauty shop. You get all the local town gossip. Just There is a lot of conversation. You <laughs> find stuff out every day. Yeah. For sure. I think you told me that one time. You said that uh, uh, it was like whenever I first started going to your barber shop and I it was telling you a story and you said, maybe you already told me that. I don't know. I hear so many stories throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> Some you know, true, some false, some kind of in between. Clay's my barber, and yeah. uh, he and I talk politics, especially when I'm the only one that's in there. Then we can really talk. Politics. Yeah, you have to. But be when careful. others come in, then yeah, we have you to. You have to be careful yeah. about what uh, what's going to yeah. go on in there. It's all those secret meetings. <laughs> I walked in. I ruined Darren Jacobs' day last week when I walked in because he he was there, and I almost turned around and left, but instead I just took pictures and said <laughs> that was are, awesome. Those are for the internet. That was awesome. So yeah, that's the that's the way well, I like to do it. I've been in Quay's barbershop like an hour after my haircut's done, talking about <laughs> random political things. It's the place. Yep, mm-hmm. it's the place to go. So you guys are bo- both members of the Henry County Council. We don't have a quorum here, but we got to help a lot of the uh, help a lot of the members. <laughs> that's right. We got uh, two of the seven members of the Henry County Council here tonight. 
28%. And, man, he's good at math. I, I told can, you, he's a walking calculator. He is. He is. That's what I tell everybody <laughs> about Nate. He's a walking calculator. So over a quarter of the Henry County Council is here in your spare bedroom, Dakota. Um, you guys are in budget time. So the, the main responsibility of a, of a county council is to set a budget for the county. That's so correct. you've been going through a process, and, and Clay's tried to lay this out, but we'll kind of update us as to where we're at. Um, there are expectations and workshops that you guys go through for a revenue forecast, and then in the last couple of weeks, that's been updated, and you've had to make some readjustments. That's correct. Uh, we haven't had to do a third day of budget workshops since, I believe, my first year on county council in the summer of 2007. We had to do three days then. Since then, we've been able to accomplish everything you know, in only two days. This year, though, we did meet for two days in mid-August, and then the auditor, before, right before she had submitted the budget to the Department of Local Government Finance, she received new information from them saying that projections were down for Henry County, which I found a little strange, especially on the county option income tax being down, because our unemployment rate has gone down substantially. So one would think the As your unemployment rate goes up, then you would think you have more money coming from it. Right. Yeah, one would think the revenue would have gone up from the county option income tax. So the county is funded by property taxes? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, are lo- different sorts of local option income taxes? That's right. And then is there, are there other revenue sources? I guess you get some small fees and use. Fees uh, like for uh, in the recorder's office, uh, the prosecutor's office, the jail. Those are the fee generating, uh, the clerk's office as well. Those are the fee generating branches of county government. So like a court, or are the courts paid for by the state or are they county funded? Some of both. Okay. Now, court fees have to be paid to the county clerk of courts. Right. Child support, uh, you know, things like that. But like your prosecutor's office and some of those folks are state funded, right? Or do you have to still handle? Here's, here's the issue on the prosecutor's office. It used to be that when you got a speeding ticket, you could request the pretrial diversion. I know that from experience about 15 years ago. And if you paid approximately $150 above and beyond the and speeding ticket A little bit fine, of extortion. Um, that would help fund the prosecutor's pretrial diversion budget. Uh, the problem is, though, the state is taking more and more of that revenue away from the counties. Interesting. Hmm. All right. So we do have, like, some prosecutors paid by the state. And then we have um, a couple, one or two, paid by the county. There's a, kind of a division there mm-hmm. or some something like that anyway. Uh, but then the judges are paid by the state. Very cool. So. so as you've gone through this, you've got, I guess, you're done with your workshops now, and now you have basically a final reading or an adoption at your official county council meeting that's coming that's up correct. this month? Yeah, that'll take place uh, Wednesday, October 25th, Okay, the actual budget adoption. So what happens – like, like I, I served on the Henry County uh, Memorial Park Board, mm-hmm. and I know that there were some expectations that there were going to have to be some scale backs there and then with the health department as well. What kind, what, what kind of adjustments were made to, to these, and are there any – are you expecting to have to have any staffing level changes, or is it administrative adjustments, or what, what kind of things are coming with the, with the budget if it passes? It's unfortunate that the property tax caps have crimped uh, – Probably 85 of Indiana's 92 counties in a major way. 
But it seems that the Department of Local Government Finance picks on health departments and park departments more than anything else. They have borne the brunt of the property tax caps more than the general fund has. How does that work? Is that a fair statement, Clay? Yeah, yeah. Um, It seems to be they're the ones that um, kind of the state says, okay, and honestly, I don't understand how it works or why it works this way. But, yeah, they'll take those two departments and say, okay, here's your limit. Here's what you're going to get. It's, it's like and, they're at the end of the line almost. I, I, I'm not I sure think, how that works. I think the reasoning for it is they are fee-generating branches of county government. You know, you pay fees when you go in to get travel vaccines or a birth certificate or a death certificate at the health department. Sure. Likewise, you know, to rent, rent a shelter house or, or something, a shelter you pay that house fee. at Memorial Park. Yeah. So yeah, that, that might be why they get squeezed so hard. Interesting. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things that we wanted to touch on was what exactly the the county health department does. Like I know, I know that you go in there and like you can get vaccines there and uh, your death and birth certificates and things there. But like, I mean, what else is the the scope of their work at the health department? Uh, one thing I'd like to mention that is helpful to me uh, since I do international at Draper. Being able to get uh, vaccines for the places I go to, whether it be hepatitis A, hepatitis B, typhoid, yellow fever, you know, the list goes on and on. I don't have to drive to Indianapolis because the Henry County Health Department is the only health department in this part of Indiana that has travel vaccines. Even the larger counties that are our neighbors like Hancock, Delaware, Madison, and Wayne County do not have travel vaccines offered at their health departments so right. i'm thankful for that at our health department yeah absolutely so yeah. how but you can't get that at your like a local doctor's office you have to go is that something that's typically just offered through a health department um a lot of the exotic and tropical disease vaccines are highly regulated and so typically only a county health department or otherwise a you know a licensed travel clinic has access to those Okay. Now, I believe the Draper Health Clinic has um, either hepatitis A or typhoid available. Can't remember which. But okay. the others, you have to go to the health department to get. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, it's weird that it's regulated like that. I, I would have never thought that they would, mm-hmm. you know, that you wouldn't be able to access that. Yeah, I had no idea. Interesting. I'm not sure what to think of that. It just seems Not, seems not even with Obamacare. I, I don't think it's regulated because they were controlled substances, I think it's more regulated because, you know, the live nature of certain vaccines, they can't sit for too long without being used. Otherwise, yeah. they go to waste. I, I think that might be the reason behind it. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. All right. So the uh, so you've made your adjustments. You expect that to come through. And then there, I read in the, uh, the local reporting that there are going to be some changes with the county jail and the way that's set up and Look, some forward-looking changes there. What's what's going on over there? That's correct. Um, it's public knowledge that Henry County is currently um, facing a lawsuit against some former inmates, or a lawsuit by some former inmates against Henry County. And so we're just trying to make sure that to relieve prison overcrowding, we've properly funded four new corrections officers who will have a women's dorm set up in what used to be known as the Work Release Center across the street south of the current jail. All right. And that, 
is there like a projection on time as to, okay, that by making that adjustment, you're going to get another three years or five years life cycle out of that jail or what's the, how does that work? Clay would be better versed in this because he's a member of the criminal justice coordinating committee who I know uh, that group is waiting on the national consultant to present his findings. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. And so what it does in, in the process, it's not, Honestly, it's never been mentioned, hey, let's buy X amount of time with this. Um, it's just we're, we're overpopulated, so we had to make moves. Um, we were facing sending uh, residents uh, to other jails, which I think uh, the minimum cost is $35 a mm-hmm. day. And some counties wow. have raised that to 55 exactly. a day starting October 1st. And so we were told with the number that they would have to move to another jail, uh, Sheriff McCorkle said it could could cost the county tw- over $20,000 a month to house these residents. So this was an adjustment to help alleviate that problem. Of course, we're in the midst of the – uh, the federal lawsuit, so we're trying to do our due diligence with that, and so it did cause some shuffling. Uh, our de- our drug task force, our detectives had to move to another building, which costs the county another thirty two thousand dollars a year, approximately, with rent and utilities, and so we're just making those moves right now um, to take ac- immediate action to help solve some immediate issues. But like Nate said, uh, we've got this uh, needs assessment coming in. I talked to one of our commissioners today, and uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks we'll get that back. They sent him some information he was looking for, and so hopefully within the next couple of weeks he'll send us some info back. And then it's my hope that at our next council meeting we can actually have something to present and say, here's some options. What What's our next step? Right. So then how do you – okay. Your 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 population of your jail continues to increase, I guess, or you're getting you're bumping up against what's what's yeah you have to it has increased mm-hmm. yeah it, is that being driven because people are staying in the county jail instead of going to the state jail or are we just finding that we're we're ending up with more people that have to serve time what what's what's the driver of that issue? Unfortunately, it seems like we're ending up with more people who have to serve time, but I do know that Henry County's judges are trying to find unique and creative ways to, you know, ease the burden of prison overcrowding, uh, such as, you know, more house arrest cases and things like right, that. Right. And I know we're starting a, um, I don't know if it's officially been, I don't think it's officially been started, but a drug court mm-hmm. um, to help alleviate some of those issues. Maybe not, you know, someone has a drug violation, not sending them to straight to jail, but having them go through this drug court process and I don't understand all of it. I just know it helps with the burden of locking everybody up and, uh, try to, uh, alleviate the problem in a, in a different way. Um, but we are, for some reason we are hitting the number 200, whereas before it was 180 was a big number. Now it's getting to 200. And, um, some of that you just look at the footprint of that building you think that there's 200 people in there oh, it's just unbelievable trust me yeah. it's a, it's a i mean it's a yeah. very small structure you, you ought would to not take a tour of it sometime yeah. yeah just ask sheriff mccorkle he would be happy to give you a tour of it's the been, jail. it's yeah. an eye opener yeah. i haven't taken a tour of that place since he's i was been in very high school open. it's been a long time yeah, he's well, been I very open changed. about letting people come in just this just this past year i had to go in there uh there's like a office in the front mm-hmm. and uh 
to I because I was going to apply for the sheriff's reserves, right? And uh, I never actually did it because I got declined because I was only twenty and not twenty one at the time. But uh, um, anyway, I, I walk in there and like you can just tell, you know, like not even having to go into the actual jail facilities, it, you can. I mean, just by walking into the building, it's it, you're thinking about there's two hundred people you know, behind these doors. And it's like, holy cow. Yeah, it's it's pretty jam-packed. I mean, so there is a real issue there. And with some of the state laws that you, you were hitting on some things yeah. there, with some of the changes, um, you know, the former Sheriff Baker uh, was saying this, you know, before the law, these laws took effect in the state. Uh, and he was saying these laws would increase the jail population of local jails. Yeah. And so now we're beginning to see all over the states, not just Henry County, but all over the state, jails are becoming overcrowded now. Well, and you see like to our, our neighbors to the north and our neighbors to the south are mm-hmm. both building, you know, Rush County, I think is in the yes. process of building a jail and Delaware County is looking, we've talked about this on the show before, yeah. at converting the shell building, one of their shell mm-hmm. buildings over to a, to a jail facility. Um, and I, I just continue to come back to it and say that it's a, it's a it's a systematic thing. I'm not sure that warehousing yeah. is the solution. It's more of a, well, an issue of trying to find ways to get people out of there, whether it's skills programs or right education. And or, here's or the thing: with different that, ways to keep them from decriminalizing out. plants. Maybe a lot of Perhaps. that a lot of that will have to come from the state level, right? And that's Absolutely. what it, that's where I think that's where the predicament local. It'd be uh, really convenient if we had somebody that could have influence at the state level that was from here. Well, you never know. You never know someday. Perhaps. But that, that but that is the situation locals are in. Like even when we build our jail, and, and I heard this comment in the barber shop, and and it makes sense. It's not that I like it, but it makes sense. If we're hitting two hundred, then we build for two hundred. Yeah. What are we doing? I mean, we continue to make more laws in this country, right, and in this state. More laws make more criminals. Well, right? and, and and here's the thing: criminal justice. You know, I'm a big advocate in believing that criminal justice could be reformed um, in such a way to help reduce this. But that's not the direction it's going yet. Yeah. So. So yeah. So, so from your seat as a as yeah. a kind of council member, you're you're saddled with here's here's, here's the law. The, here's the, here's the way here, it is. Here's what you're responsible for. Now, yes. how are you going to how are you going to actually fund that? Yeah. And it's sad that jail consultants, when they make plans for future jails and even future prisons, they look at the population of at-risk eighth grade boys, and they take that number and use some factor to project in the future That's to determine f- uh, future prison and jail. Do you, know what, do you know what they use to determine who is at risk? No, I, I don't. Because okay. I, 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 know that, I know that classification varies I didn't know from if one I would state have been, to the next. I, I didn't know yeah. if I would have been considered at risk when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> I think most of the time in the, the things that I know of, they use um, you know family income and then you know different stats of area the town you live in or XYZ right. or sometimes even ethnic um, – whether you're Rac- racial background, racial. There you and, go. And then I'm sure that you know we school school grades were announced today. Shenandoah, by the way, got an A across the board. Yes. Uh, so congratulations yeah. to them. Uh, yeah. Some others didn't do quite as well, but uh, I, I would what imagine did, that that number. What did try high get? I think you guys were uh, were a solid B. 
Yeah, that sounded okay too, except for the middle bad. school. It's not bad. Sorry, Joe, uh, your, your middle school is struggling. You gotta gotta work on the keyboarding down there, <laughs> Mr. Canary. Uh, yeah, and I think I think Wilbur Wright was a D. Uh, really? That was the yeah. That was the worst of the grades that I saw. You know, um, that's too bad. Yeah, it's it's the it's the area. Yeah. Those te- I've dealt, been around those teachers. Yeah, it's not for I, years. It's not staffing. I oh no, they are that. awesome. But on one one thing I want to throw in too, while we're on the criminal justice part, as far as Henry County, you know, we are actively involved in a program called the Juvenile Detention Alternative Initiative. Yep. So we're on the front end. Uh, working with juveniles through our probation department, uh, uh, judge with them, and um, really all the branches are actively working together to help prevent. So hopefully we can see the positive effects in years to come. And then the, I, I would imagine that's the like I, I don't know if this is something it's it's existed the entire time I've been aware of county government. Uh, but the sheriffs have always run a camp here for youth. Yeah, uh, we'll, is that we'll something that. that's done every all over the state, or is that a Henry County type program? And that, I assume that's that's going towards that goal. In Wayne County, I think it's called the Respect for Law Camp. That's what I seem to remember from when I was in high school. I never did it because I was too busy in 4-H every summer, as well as baling hay and detasseling corn. In the oh, summer. You got to watch these 4-Hers. <laughs> we infiltrate, man. We're all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what Wayne County called it. But it was essentially the same thing as what they do here in Henry County. There's Clay. Clay, every every episode, <laughs> every episode, Clay just terrorizes. I was trying, I was trying to. I was trying to look at comments. <laughs> I can't look at the comments without it turning on. And you can't mute the phone. You, oh, one day oh, we'll yeah. teach you how to use your phone. Would you I, please? He's not a millennial like the rest of us. Well, like Dakota and I. He's the Gen Xer exactly. in the crowd. And, uh, I'm just kind of working my so, way same into here. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, at, I'm at the top edge of Gen X. He's at the middle to lower edge yeah. of Gen X. That's the way Dakota and I are. I'm like the world's oldest millennial. Mm-hmm. And Dakota is one of the world's young. I think you yeah. are like the world's youngest millennial. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm like the last millennial. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, that that's what's neat about this program today. We've got, uh, you know... Some, a 20-something here, a 30-something, a 40-something, and I regret to say that I hit the half-century mark a few weeks ago. Hey, there you go. You're still, there you go. You're still running marathons and outperforming <laughs> any of us, so don't, don't even start. Don't even start. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to uh, to Elizabeth. She she handed off her, her tiara last night. Her, your mm-hmm. daughter's uh, one of my 4-H members in the, the Junior Leader Club, and she was the final, I guess, the, one of the final Henry County 4-H ambassadors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she's fulfilled her duties last night, and we have a new uh, Mister and Miss Henry County for mm-hmm. uh, for four H. So Clay's wife, congratulations to the Lamar family. What's that? that? Clay's wife Beth said hello. Oh, did she? Yeah, I told her she could watch. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, well, you allowed her to watch. Yeah, I did. You I gave did. permission. Yeah. I, I did. I allowed her because see, you know, around our house, oh, I better stop now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, so the last uh, main topic that I wanted to cover on the county level side is we we started to talk about the funding a little bit, and it's through property taxes. You, it, the county doesn't set property tax rates. That's correct. They you, uh, you like fund to a certain levy, and then they adjust, but you have a cap. That's the, that's, that's generally the way it works. Right? Yes, and the property tax caps were voted in by public question in 2010. Indiana does not have the right of referendum like California is right. probably the most famous state that has that. Indiana has what's called public questions that can go on the ballot only after they have passed two separately elected sessions of the state yep. legislature. And mm-hmm. in 2010, the voters of Indiana passed by a pretty overwhelming margin 
to put the property tax caps in place. Yeah, Indiana the, is the a, first constitutional authorization pure, for property taxes. By the way, we are a pure republic in Indiana. Yes, not no democracy here, <laughs> just a republic. That's the way it's supposed to be. No mob rule, no overwhelming. I I can vote to take your property, and you can't do anything about it. I like it. That's why I like Indiana. It's always interesting when Dakota kind of goes off on his yeah philosophical yeah, I, you thought never patterns. Know. I just yeah. these things sometimes just pop I sit in, in amazement. You just yeah. sit in amazement. Yeah, yeah, I can tell because you kind of tilt your head over yeah. and your eyes get kind of squinty, and you're like, <laughs> "What's he going to say next?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've got the property taxes, and then does the county have you have some influence over income tax levels, right? That's correct. Every county in Indiana can adopt a county option income tax uh, along with uh, either a county economic development income tax or a um, uh, darn, I'm at a loss for words. Um, the bright lights. It's the way it goes. <laughs> we're, be, we're all getting used to them. There, there's one called a, a, a ga- ga- Cajun. Um, Cajun? Yes. Uh, adjusted gr- county adjusted gross income tax. Okay. Set it county economic development income tax, yeah. Either one of those, you, you can't adopt so you pick, both. You pick one of them. Yes, you pick one of them. So Henry County has a caged. Henry County has a set of, a county economic caged. development income tax, but it was used for inventory tax relief when Indiana went off the inventory tax in I believe two thousand four or two thousand five. Early in the Mitch that's, Daniels administration. That's I think. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we have the infamous uh, public safety income tax as well. Now that's correct. A local, that's a local safety, option. Local option income tax. All right. Mm-hmm. Were then, you uh, were you on the council whenever Jeremiah spoke fervently against it? He was very passionate. Yes. Very yes. fervent. I, I, yeah. I was. Nate mm-hmm. said, "The hell with you, Jeremiah." <laughs> <laughs> I think there's actually, honestly, I think there's two to three more local income taxes that are our options. That are in line. Wow, not in line. Not just, in line. But just, you're, you're warning are, us that are options. I have my please don't speech ready again. Yes, I right. Can, I can dust right. it off. Yes, I'll be and I'll be there this time. Right. <laughs> Put you guys on double barrel fire now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's all right. The, the city voted for it too. Everybody voted. For, uh, literally every like, yeah. official voted for it. It, it that was, it was unanimous on uh, what's called the county option income tax council. Okay. Okay. The county option income tax council consists of um, all of the taxing levy. So it's all of your towns and cities plus county, right? That's correct. And they're apportioned. The county council controls 44%. Okay, there are 100 votes total. Okay. And it's roughly proportionate to population. County council controls 44 votes on the county option income tax council. City council controls 36 votes. The remaining 20 votes are allocated among every incorporated town in Henry County to the tune of, uh, and Clay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Middletown gets three votes on there, Knightstown gets three votes, Spiceland gets two votes, and all other incorporated towns have one vote on there. Is that so correct? incorporated towns, you mean like? Dunreath. Like Moreland, yes. they're Dunreath. Right. They've or, done it uh, roughly proportional to population. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure the exact amount. I just know the others are very minimal. So Basically, if, they all have to revolt against you guys for you to lose a vote. Yeah. So that, really? That's, yeah. What our, that's what our last bullet point is on here with the county. And we plug that in because uh, I'm the chairman of the party of the 
of the county's Libertarian Party. Jeremiah is my right-hand man that walks me through everything uh, because I don't know what I'm doing. It's your personal advisor. Yes. And, and his uh, uh, consigliere. Yeah. <laughs> your Svengali. The hand of the king, so to speak. Anybody watch Game of Thrones other than me here? Okay. You're, you're the one. All right. Well. Nate's busy traveling the world. He knows like 14 <laughs> languages and runs in marathons. He doesn't yes, have time to, exactly. be, to do the things what you, you yeah, do. Yeah, that's, that's right. But uh, He's going to be a congressman or a senator or a state <laughs> senator or a state representative or a county councilman. One of those things, most likely. Yeah. A good chance of it. So he's, uh, he's raised hundreds of thousands of dollars at this point. <laughs> so he's got to spend it on something. Jeremiah like checks a, into this stuff. He's going to be like Evan Bai with this, just this huge war chest Please looking Jeremiah, for a raise. Don't compare me to Evan Bai. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm trying to help. Look at me helping. That was the best comment of the night. Do not compare me to Evan Bai. <laughs> that, that, that was classic. <laughs> but anyway, part of the uh, – one of the things – that we, whenever you sign up to be a party member, and they give you our tenants, um, as well as uh, signing your name to the non-aggression, the non-aggression principle, which says that you will not initiate force. I promise not to punch you. Basically, is what yeah. it says. And Unless uh, you punch me first, then I get to punch back. Uh. That's the uh, the non-aggression principle. One of the tenants is uh, against in- the income tax, be it federal, state, or local. So that that was my last point that I wanted to to ask about um, with two elected local officials here. How would this budget look without a local income tax? I mean, a lot of, I mean, obviously, um, you know, a, some more hardcore libertarians that Jeremiah and I both say that we're pragmatic libertarians is what we call ourselves. Uh, we is Rex Bell a hardcore libertarian? I was, By comparison, uh, he's a little he's he's more pure than I am probably. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I think Rex is pretty pragmatic. But there are some, okay. yeah, some absolute you know closer to anarchist libertarians that okay. you know that yeah. argue over whether or not we should have stop signs <laughs> or, right. or or basic standards. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not quite that far to the down the uh, down the libertarian rabbit hole. No, uh, but but like, you would you would probably consider me pretty extreme. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean, what in my in this perfect libertarian utopia that I've developed in my mind. Um, it's, there's, there are no income taxes and say we got there one day, say, say that one day, uh, our, our party gained enough influence, gained enough ground to where we had a majority in either the state or the, uh, the federal house and, uh, we voted no more income tax. But, um, in this perfect world that I've imagined, uh, they, there is an increase in sales tax, and there are still user fees around, which is my personal preference. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the same amount of money as an income tax. I mean, how how do you think that that would change things? Go ahead. Wanna, uh, just simple, and then let Nate speak since he's the special guest. <laughs> but um, y- it would take a a process of time because you know to make that instant shift would be very difficult but pragmatically uh yeah. it i think it could be done but it would have to be done over a period of time right because nothing right, is instant right Otherwise, because be right chaos. now i know with our county budget if you would instantly take the income tax away um you you're talking shambles shambles i mean job losses i but, mean we would be in a in a hard i mean cuz you we would instantly lose off the top of my head, $2 million at least between the COET and the LOET. The uh, way that uh, the way that 
the way government is designed, you don't have the flexibility to make a lot of the decisions that you'd like to be able to make. You don't have a, a clean slate and get to set up the county the way you want to. You Right. And I, I noticed this from the three years That's or true. two and a half years I spent on the park board. You have you work within the box that you're that you're given, so you don't have the flexibility to say I want to I want to do this with this rate and that with that rate. It's a it's a very slow and painful process, for, at Indi- least from my view. Indiana is a very federalist state. What I mean by that is decisions are made by the state legislature and handed down to county governments. County governments, uh, for all the talk of home rule. County governments in Indiana do not have the level of home rule that county governments in most of our surrounding states have. Right. You, you're basically charged with executing the plan. That's correct. And that the mm-hmm. um, so you don't have the ability to say we're not. I don't even know if you could you eliminate all income. You could. You're still going to have a 3.4 percent state income tax regardless. So you've got an, a county income tax that's on that that's additional. I'm going to have to check some tax tables again. But I don't think there are any counties left in Indiana without a county option income tax. A couple of counties in the extreme southwestern corner of the state, which had a lot of coal, maybe 20 years ago when the coal industry there was still viable, they had no county option income tax because they were making so much money off coal revenue. Right. But I think even those two counties have adopted it. Interesting. Well, the... You know, the question of income tax, I look at some of the other countries I've traveled to, you know, a few of which don't have an income tax, but they tend to be one-product economies where the government controls that one product. And I'm specifically thinking Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. Okay, there's no income tax there, although Saudi Arabia is going to be imposing the income tax because the price of oil has been so low for so long Okay. That they're to the point where they have no choice. So let's, uh, I guess, on the on the income tax side, let's let one more final question on that line. We've got the low that's that's that was put in place. Has that gone towards capital projects, or what's the what's the long term future, and how has that been used over the? I guess you're a year, year and a half into that being collected. Where's that? The, how, how does that fit in? The it, public safety lowered cannot ethically be used for salaries. Okay. It needs to be used for things like jail repairs, uh, sheriff's vehicles, uh, equipment, um, emergency management, uh, volunteer fire departments, you know, things that are public safety related, but it has to be tangible equipment, not salaries. So basically capital, capital improvement. Is that, is that the way correct. that it's worked so far or has that, has that been stretched? How do you feel about the application since it's, it's been implemented? On the county level, we, We have used that to the best of our ability. There have been situations where with the hiring of the four corrections officers for the women's dorm, we had to shift general fund money um, to cover something that could have been covered by – I'm sorry. We had to shift public safety low-up funds in exchange for something covered by general funds in order to fund those four positions. Is that that correct? In that particular instance – there, um, it was monies because before I say this, my opinion of public safety low it differs a little bit from some of the other council members. We can uh, legally use public safety money for p- 
pay and benefits. You can use it. it. There's no rule that says you cannot, as long as it goes toward those that work in public safety, um, like Newcastle did. Newcastle used theirs to give raises to their officers and fire department. Um, but we have some on our council that would prefer not to do that. And I, I mean, I get it. So it's not worth fighting over. So instead, what happens is we take, say, I'm just throwing numbers out, say $125,000 for jail maintenance comes out of general fund. But we need $125,000 to pay for X amount of officers. So what we do, and, and it's just a switch around, all we do is we just take the low it to pay that 125 that came from general and use that general 125 to pay for the officers. I'm okay with that because it, 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 it all stays in the sheriff's department budget. The one thing that I've been critical of the past couple of years um, and, and tried to keep a, a finger on and been a part of, I mean, you know, I'm there on the council, but it's just when we use um, public safety money to fill gaps right. in the general fund. That's where we start getting off on the wrong trail. So, and we, and so on that note though, we did it last year and, and I wasn't pleased with the way it happened last year. So I voted no on the budget. Well, so this year we did it minimally and right. given our current situation, it, it's, it's like, okay, we, it's a give and take. And yeah. I was at the, I can't remember if it was, I guess it was probably your August meeting, your August meeting. And there was this, I think there was final funding of Prairie Township getting a new, new, new piece of equipment. That's correct. Yes. And there was some discussion amongst the members at that time that mm-hmm. we need to have a scoring system or a plan going forward or, a, you know, so that it's not arbitrary. And is that still a yeah. pro in process? Yeah. Or where Nate, is that th- at? That's been completed. Thanks yeah. to Clay obtaining information from the Shirley Volunteer Fire Department. We came up with a process by which a volunteer fire department that does not receive um, public safety low-up funding can apply for it from the county. Now, the example of that was um, Prairie Township. They initially weren't going to receive additional funding from the town of Mount Summit nor the town of Springport to go towards the purchase of this new fire truck. Eventually, uh, Mount Summit, you know, did, you know, fess up and, you know, sent their portion. That's good. But it wasn't enough to cover it. So at the county level, we did that because in the case of Prairie Township, they are the second most populous township in Henry County, with Henry Township being the most populous. And Henry Township, the city of Newcastle, has full-time firefighters. Prairie Township is also responsible for the prison, the geo-correctional facility. Therefore, we determined that it was in the county's best interest to go ahead and help them, you know, purchase this new fire truck. Likewise, uh, we have another township, Liberty Township, that has approached me, although they have not yet completed the paperwork. That's in uh, your your district, I guess, over in the eastern part of the county. Because Liberty Township has no incorporated areas. Millville? (laughs) Millville is not incorporated. (laughs) Therefore, Liberty Township has no choice but to apply with the county. And now that process is in place. Interesting. 
All right. Well, uh, Nate, uh, I know you've got to duck out of here early, so uh, we'll give you a chance for any final thoughts on your side, anything you need to plug or announcement you might need to make, and then um, we'll let you buzz out whenever you want to. You're welcome to stay until the end or let you excuse yourself at any time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, uh, you touched on this earlier, and uh, it has been an interesting uh, six-month exploratory campaign, but I have decided that I will not be running for Congress in the 6th Congressional District. Another opportunity has uh, presented itself. Uh, last week, State Senator Doug Eckerty, State Senate District 26, announced his retirement, and I'm now looking at that. Nothing definite yet, but uh, State Senate District 26 is the northern third of Henry County. It's southern, western, and northern Madison County, and it's the northern half of Delaware County plus Yorktown. So, so it's, it's like a, a very rural district. It's a big C around Muncie. That's it's, correct. It's, basically it's like a with. giant crescent moon around Muncie and Anderson, would, both, uh, for that matter. Would Moreland, very purposefully like Moreland done. be in there? That's correct. Okay. Yes, uh, everything in the northern third so. of Henry County, the, the U.S. 36 corridor okay. is yeah, in that district. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's basically the uh, the Henry County portion. It probably is the exact same portion that uh, Commissioner Baker has. I would imagine is that is pretty much the same same area. That's right. The um, northern district of the commissioners: um, Stony Creek, Blue River, Prairie, Jefferson, and Fall, Fall Creek. Creek. It's it's yeah. those townships. Well, very cool. And then is it Pendleton? Is, is Pendleton? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Pen- okay. Pendleton's in there. Pendleton, uh, Lapel. Elwood, Alexandria, and then Gaston, Albany, Eaton, Yorktown. Lots of small parades so. potentially in your future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the Sulphur wow. Springs Mud Bog. I, That's I, right. Every yeah. year, that big parade. There you go. Yeah. So you get and, to look forward uh, to that. The best barbecued chicken around. And you might, you might see Jeremiah days. fall off a trailer. It's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to point out how, how historical this actually is because uh, Mr. Lamar has come on the Balls Hog of Liberty to – tread the water a little bit here and be a little more open about his uh, future. I, I feel like we knew more about than we did before. Wow. There we go. Jonathan Lamb has fought off one challenger already now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. But, uh, his, uh, unfor- yeah, unfortunately for him, his biggest challenger is Yet to come. As he pa- called a 900-pound gorilla in the, uh, right. the vice president's brother. Yeah, that's brother. what he called. Yeah, yeah, he called. I called it an 800-pound gorilla, and he said it was a 900-pound gorilla. Yeah. So <laughs> I look forward to, uh, to Clay delivering on, the, uh, delivering on the promise of having all of the six congressional district candidates stop by here. We Great. will continue to work on that. <laughs> we, also, is that Nate, we also need to try to reach out thanks to the so government. Thanks so much, Jeremiah. Absolutely. Democrat. Appreciate and, this. And you're yeah. welcome to stay yeah. as long as you'd like, of course. There's a Dakota. couple. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. you, Nate. Thanks, Clay. We're going to try to not have Nate trip as we let him out. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Your dog's not going to eat him on the way through on, on the way through the studio, are you? No, she's All the in, long hall, in, hallways she's and in corridors. The room. She's in. All right. Hey, Nate, see we'll you, see Nate. you later. Take care. Fun stuff. Uh, I look forward to the full report from, uh, from Dakota's in-laws uh, on how, <laughs> how this went. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, – so we ha- have we had any questions yet about anything pertinent to to budget or county or uh, I'm do, sure there's been do, some comments. Do you want the comments? I'm sure there's <laughs> been some comments. They get sticky. Uh, no, we've uh, Travis White wants to know if any major announcements are made. He got a little something there at the end if he made it back in time. Uh, Mr. David Herring, a former uh, county commissioner candidate, has uh, is made some comments on the jail. And uh, 
Rob Davis is less than satisfied with the uh, with the answers on the uh, local op- option income tax. But yep. uh, at the same time, Rob was uh, right there with me. Uh, Rob and I were oh, the yeah. two that offered yeah. testimony. So yeah. uh, I'm not surprised. Well, and Rob we, asked yeah. if there was a BS card we could throw. <laughs> yeah, right. No, there is. There is. Uh, there's a lot there that if if you give me, um, you know, 30 minutes straight, we could maybe decipher through some of those questions. But there's a lot there. <laughs> Um, and, and in this budget, there, there's things, there's things in the county. I still say it. And I know there is, there's things in the county that we could, if we could take little pieces here and there, we, we could find some savings. I, I guarantee it. Um, but until we have a, a full body that's willing to kind of dig into those things, it's going to be very difficult to happen. Um, and then concerning the low it tax, um, right now with um, what we've been faced with in the county concerning criminal justice, um, it would take a – I mean, we'd have to sit down and really take a long process to figure out how to pay for the things we've been paying for. Uh, it's it's more than it, – it's, it's not – cut and dry and not as simple as what we would like it to be because it's we're just we got a mess on our hands that we're trying to fix we're trying to juggle um the future looks better although i i, I mean i guarantee you that the future looks better but well, in the meantime a, a, a we're week juggling ago, you were very you were very nervous and pessimistic going into this, this yes, meeting you guys had so very much were, so I, I i i hear that there was some sort of a turn or an adjustment and some uh some improvements well, I was in your big meeting Monday. Yeah, uh, the thing I was happy about is, you know, I was I was really concerned that we were going to have to make these huge cuts and they were still going to put permanent expenses in the into the budget. Um that that was my issue a few years ago that I spoke about and I and I complained about and I voiced my opinion and and it didn't work. It didn't, you know, we still passed uh permanent expenses. And uh, that year's the year we ended up having uh, ninety ninety some thousand dollars short in payroll, and uh, you know we started the next year with two hundred twenty dollars. So I've been concerned, and to be quite honest, um, from our budget session over the month of August and September, uh, I've been very concerned because everything I was hearing was looking like some. My opinion: Poor decisions were going to be made um, that were not beneficial to the to the county's future at all. Um, so, but what happened is in in our council meeting, um, you know, I, I basically gave a speech to be honest and uh, upset some people very much so, uh, very much so. And um, but you know what? We came back Monday following, sat down. And it was a total different story. I just, I just don't understand how people can get upset about that, about trying to be responsible. One one of the biggest problems for me, the, the, I think a lot of the the frustration comes because I'm so, uh, in comparison, so young and new to the, the council. The five year rookie. Yeah. The five-year rookie, exactly. I think that's where the frustration comes. Really? Uh, you know, I've, I've actually had one of the council members uh, a couple of years ago admit it to me that, you know, um, they were very frustrated with me, and they just said, you know, 
they took me to a back room um, and said, you know, you're right about what you say. It's just that um, it's frustrating because we take it's it one personal. Of those things we take it personal. It's one of those things where they say, well, that's not how things are done here, new guy. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I've, I've heard several times, well, this is the way it's always been done. Well, huh? that's not where we're at anymore, and, and I am outspoken. And, and you know what? Um, here's the thing. I can say one thing if if it if we have a good plan on the table, I can say, hey, we got a good plan. I, I'm I'm not a thorn in the side just for being a thorn in the side. I well, I just really care about the we'll, future. Right, and you we'll dis- leave it at this, I guess. On the and, we, and okay. we'll move on to the topics. There are uh, there are elections coming up in in thirteen months, and there are four council seats available and one commissioner seat available, and I think a clerk and an auditor and. Yeah. And the sheriff. So there's if people want to make changes in the county, they've got the opportunity to do so. And uh it's a good time to make your announcements in January or February if you want one of those seats. Exactly. And everybody should have to interview for their jobs. Because they're all good people. Everybody that serves on the council sure. is a good person. And that's the thing, it's and, not about uh, the that. Yeah, exactly. Just different points of view, different ways of approaching things. Well, good deal. So uh trying to stay on track here with uh, with the the yeah. the itinerary that uh, Dakota has prepared for us against my will. Maybe we do need to have a special session with me on the budget because I still have more to say. You still got you still <laughs> got more. Man, we counter program next week. Catanagnos, a, yeah. a big episode twenty five, the yeah. celebration episode. For a quarter uh, of the way to the big one oh oh. That's it. We're on our way. Catanagnos, uh, the number one most downloaded podcast. She's going to make her triumphant return for episode twenty five. Oh wow. And uh, Dakota's promising champagne and caviar, wow. so it's going to be very exciting. Hey, let me say one thing. Yeah, go ahead. On the budget, because a lot of people wonder, how can you cut 700000 Well, a big chunk. Why not a million, man? Slash it. Slash, slash it. Slash it. Here's a big chunk, because the raises that were originally proposed, yep. which I said we can't afford. Right. Um with the the raises plus the perf money, retirement money, right? Three hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So it's a three hundred and eighty thousand. So this is like a Washington cut. So it's a cut in the proposed increase, but not a cut in what was spent over last year. Right. Yeah. That's part of it. Now, three hundred eighty thousand of the seven hundred. So, and again, so so that that was my frustration. So that got over half. That's what that I was, was speaking. That's why I was kind of fired up because we were almost ready. Most of that council was willing and ready to pull the trigger on an increase in tax on increase. increasing three hundred and eighty thousand dollars to a budget that we were barely making. That's why I was so mad. Now, when we sat down Monday, and the auditor's office had prepared potential cuts. But you're right. Cuts to the proposed budget. We took those out. That instantaneously took three hundred eighty thousand dollars away, and so that's when I thought, okay, we've got a good start. All right. Now there's there was other items in there that were cut, simply cut, cut, where we did reduce the general fund budget, and then there was another item. Where because, again, because of raised taxes, because of raised taxes last year, more funding helped fund a particular uh, computers. It was, in the, it was in the commissioner's budget. Helped fund some computers out of that, and so we could reduce it out of the general fund. 
How many? So, what's the makeup of the county council? Let's get this out of the way real quick. How many five, Republicans? Five two. Um, it, it's five two. It's five two Republican Democrat. Okay, but, but, and but whenever party's people, not our problem. Well, hold on. Whenever people say, whenever people talk about tax and spend, you know they. Whenever people talk about uh, tax and spend, usually the word to follow that is liberal. They, whenever they describe a politician that is inherently liberal, like a like a Bernie Sanders type. They're a tax and spend liberal, right? Right. We have, no, we I, have I, a I majority Republican, supposedly conservative county council that is tax and spend. That's the philosophy. Well, here, here, here's – you didn't – see, I just said I wanted to make one more comment. But <laughs> I tried to, to get you off to, this train, and now you're here. So good to, luck. To, to end we're this. Gonna, we're going to we're gonna save some of this for the to, next episode. To, to end this um, – Tax and spend, I, I don't know that I would point the finger and say you're tax and spend, but here's what I would say. In my uh, five years of being on the council, uh, being the rookie, right? Um, <laughs> you and Steve are both rookies. Yeah. Does, does Steve take the terrible punishment you do as well or just you? Duggar? Yeah. He used to. Yeah. He used to. And then he became a tax and spend Republican. Well, and it was no, the that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my my first couple years in there, me and him were, you know, getting hammered a little bit by uh, other people, not not drinking or anything, you know. But uh, <laughs> but anyways, no, no. Here, here's where it is, and I've said this before, and and I know it really ticks people off, and I know there's going to be people hear this that. I mean, that Facebook video I put out, I, I knew certain people were going to watch it. Oh, man, they were hot. They were so mad at me. But I didn't say anything that wasn't true. And I'm not being mean. Yeah. I'm you, just, can get, I'm just you can stating, get mad about common sense as much as you want. It doesn't change the fact that it's true. And, and all I'm doing is stating where we're actually at. And the actual truth is, would I say tax and spend? No. We don't go to meetings... And and a bunch of council members say, hey, let's just tax people so we can get more money. But what we do have is we do have some people that are, for some reason, so they, – they, to be honest, they, they act scared to make any big moves or, or make any big waves in the system, okay? So when you're not willing to do that, then – your spending levels stay at a certain level, right? Or increase because... Because naturally, government wants to grow. Things increase, exactly. So when we say, well, we have this that we need or this that we want to do or this that we deserve, we don't have the money for it. So what do we do? Raise taxes. Well, and an awful lot of what happens is... I saw this on the park board as well. Salary... And insurance and retirement costs oh, it's are, huge. are just an incredible yeah, part. Huge. The, the headcount is is just huge. a huge part of uh, of running of running any yeah. organization. Yeah. yeah, we we spend we spend, and I know you've seen a big chunk of this on the park board, but we spend a few million, uh, several million in insurance. Yep, absolutely. health health insurance. All right. Well, we're going to leave the budget stuff yes, there. Yes. We'll, we'll okay. move on for now. Okay. Dakota and I took a field trip because Dakota is also like Nate Lamar. Is that what He's, we're gonna we're gonna touch on that today? Yeah, okay. you, you, right. we we went to, we visited a city council meeting because you're starting to think about the potential of possibly maybe running for something in the future. It could that happen. might happen to have to, something to do with the city council. Yeah, but we're not totally for sure yet. We're not making any announcements because we don't want to trigger any sort of a, a, a of a, a 
an inquisition like I had. Did I? Did, I've told you guys the story that I wound up going before yeah. the Indiana. Yeah, the, the Indiana. That's why James Neese is your son. Yeah, James Neese is my son because he testified that the stenographer messed it up, and you know the story. That's the old legendary story. But uh, I got fined a thousand dollars by the Indian Election Commission, so I'm just trying to keep you from having a fine from the Henry County Election wow. Board. They don't have nearly the stiff wow. abilities that I think it's you know a little bit. Maybe two fifty is the max you'll get hit with here, but I don't want anything happening to you, so I'm trying to take care. Two hundred fifty thousand. I just can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. That that's actually why they waived my fee too. They said, "Oh, I mean, you have a thousand dollars, Mr. Moore." I know that would help on the budget a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the way time. the way Indiana election code set up, that probably gets split between the two the parties that have uh, yeah. that have members on the uh, on the election board, and they get to that's beer money for the next year. Uh, but they wa- they waived my fee uh, at the at the state level. So we went and visited the uh, this the Newcastle City Council and uh, followed up with uh, our guest from episode twenty two uh, or twenty three yeah. and sat uh, sat right behind Mr. Dickin. Yeah, the city Dickin council on meeting was on uh, Monday, as it usually is. Correct. Every other Monday. Every other Monday. Whether they want one or not. Yep. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, they opened up the meeting. The first thing they did was actually the uh, the council. Um, voted on a motion to come out uh, against uh, gerrymandering, which, as libertarians, that's that's typically a big deal in our circle. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're interested in uh, in improving election. Uh, yeah, can, so can, the, you want to slide forward a little bit, Clay, if you want to be on the on the camera. You're you're falling right out of the shot. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just trying to let scoot back a little bit and let, and, let and the get, run. give the show away. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, basically, they uh, they had this th- thing set up that uh, every, um, I guess that you guys are going to be getting it um, here soon. It's basically this page that that comes up, and it's uh, in support of redistricting uh, right now, and in support of re- a redistrict every ten years. Um, it's in support of a committee that is made up of citizens and cons- constituents that. Uh, <laughs> Basically, what yeah. happens is yeah. there, is there's a uh, the the counties will have to reapportion their uh, their numbers or their districts uh, every ten years. We take a census and we have to. Yeah, do that. yeah, and the the board that does that is made up by citizens. Like it's not it's an appointed uh, position. I don't think that's the case. That is exactly the case. That's what they. That's what they. That's wrote. what they're asking for. Yes. That's their their resolution is to ask for that. But right yeah, now, that's they're all, all, they're, they're, yeah, all of this is what they're asking for. None. Of, nothing is concrete Correct. at all. It's not like they could pass anything. This is just them passing, saying that yes, we all unanimously agree with this. But uh, they. This meeting was whenever they passed the budget. Right for the city. That was the main thing, and, and so the highlights from it were the uh, basically everything got passed, no no issues at all, except there were two dissenting votes to the ordinance dealing with the city mayor, council, and clerk pay raises. raises. Yes, that was uh, Aaron Dickin and Rex Peckinpah. Yep, uh, they were against the Aaron, which he was on the podcast last week, and he he made it very clear he's not against the mayor raises or the the clerk treasurer raises, but he is against he he doesn't feel like he does like they do, um, the work to warrant that raise. Right, and then uh, the, there was about an hour of discussion over over large trash, which you know that's the way the way small cities work. You have these are the the basic utilities and functions are what they have to go over. And they uh, they 
spent a, a great amount of time. There's two factions, Clay. There's a faction that says if we don't pick up the large trash, it's going to get dumped out in the county, and it's going to be a mess on somebody else's hands, so we need to keep picking it up. And there's another faction that says either we're going to let it sit it on the curb or we're not, and the county, the city shouldn't be doing this anyway. It's costing us hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. $150,000. Yeah. Uh, and well, basically, they decided they're going to study it. They haven't. They're they're not to a point to make any decisions yet, but they're still they're still discussing. And I think fall the study committee. Yeah, and as you know, as libertarians and in the libertarian circles that we run in, obviously people are going to say, "Why can't a private contractor?" And you and I talked about this too. Why can't a private contractor just do this? And yes, we both agreed. It's going to open up a market to where we'll see on like um, Facebook Marketplace and you know, Newcastle rummage sales and Connors. So, somebody can say, "Hey, I need this this couch hauled away, twenty bucks," and somebody will come take it, and it'll be done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, but on the other hand, I worked. My first job was on a farm. Sure, we had twenty two acres of farmland, and um, there were multiple times during. The years that I worked there from age 14 to 16 and where I would have to go out and pick up trash because somebody had literally driven into a cornfield, driven, sorry, driven into a cornfield and got in the bed of their truck and dumped half of a bathroom or half of a living room in the cornfield. So not only is the farmer losing money because some of his crops are destroyed, but he's also losing money because he has to go and pay me the current minimum wage to go out there and pick up trash. And if I get injured on the job or poked with a hypodermic needle while I'm out there, then he's got to pay for that too. It's your slippery slope, Mister Progressive Libertarian over there is getting uh, it's getting it's getting questionable. Well, here's the thing that I'm thinking. You're thinking it's the government's job. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's a private company that comes and does it for the government. Well, right now they're city employees. Why not just eliminate all trash service completely and let let somebody hire Big B or any one of the three companies that service our area now that I could hire living in Which White you States? you do, yeah. Right. So why, why does the city need to provide that service at all? I'm not saying that the city necessarily has to provide that service, but unless we're going to do away with all trash services and go to a private company, then we cannot exclude part of it while we keep one part of it. Well, and, and on that note, you know, dealing with local government, um, so I think it would be an awesome idea if you could alleviate that cost and then just let a private contractor do it, right. like you said. You would also but, eliminate that revenue from the from their, your sewer and water bill as well. But what would um, – say somebody doesn't – doesn't use it say they do just go dump it somewhere or then you have an ordinance and you you you're violating somebody else's property rights and you go deal with it and okay. if somebody lets it pile up then you have a health, county health department that's going to come in and step in and, and do their job just like they do now if somebody has stuff piling up and they don't let right. it get hauled away okay so so at some point and that's why i was because again we the thing i say all the time if people would just be self-responsible sure yeah we wouldn't have some of these problems right and I mean, I've used, I've utilized the large trash sure. pickup myself because sure. I did not have, okay, there was a point in my life, and I know it's hard to believe considering the beautiful studio that I've built. This that is I amazing. Was, that we have built. That You guys all, have done all a wonderful us, job. Yeah. That I was, I was dead broke all the time. I lived paycheck to paycheck whenever I first moved out on my own. I was desperate to get out of the house. I moved, I bought a house. 
remodeled it and just lived paycheck to paycheck. I made just barely over $10 an hour and I lived here and, uh, you know, still had a girlfriend that I wanted to take out on dates and things, you know, and so that, I mean, that was my life. I did, I had a little car. Did you ever pick it for $15 an hour or? No. No? Huh. No, actually, in the union that I belong to, uh, striking was uh, outlawed. Hmm. Not allowed. Yeah. Interesting. How interesting World's is that? World's worst union. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. So anyway, so the uh, the city trash thing, is uh, it's undecided. Uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. And yeah. as that comes along, we'll, we'll see. But, you know, it's uh, once again, it's another opportunity to reevaluate, in my yeah. view, and say, hey, do we, do we really have to be able to – because the county doesn't provide this. No. And, well, and, and I – you know, what's so funny is some of these things I hear about, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Because I live in the city. I have never used the big trash pickup. Right. Like I always just, I, my dad has a pickup. I fill it up. You take it to the dump. I take it to the dump. Like yeah. I just do that on my own. So when I hear about some of these things, I'm like, really? That's an issue? And there was, a, I mean, and here's one thing that you're not going to hear out of the, the local newspaper was that like Mayor York and I have a lot of respect for Mayor York. I really do. I think he's a genuine person. I think that he really tries his hardest. But his emotions were high with this. Him and Jeff Hancock. And Jeff, I mean, you've met him. And I don't know if he listens to did this Did you serve on the council? or did, did was, was that the overlap? That was the overlap. Oh, that's who he defeated. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. That was the overlap. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know yeah. if either one of these people are listening right now, but... I mean, Jeff is just like leaning back in his chair, and if you're watching on video, then you'll see it. But he's like this, <laughs> and and Mayor York is like like about to hop out of his seat and like raising wow. his voice at him. I've heard count city council meetings have been interesting. So yeah, it was luckily like, uh, one Monday a month. I'm freed up now that I wasn't before, so now I can go watch for the sport <laughs> of it. There you go. Only one Monday a month, though. Yeah, well, they have them twice. Yeah, now I've, yeah. now I've got all my Mondays free, at least on that side. All right. Yeah, and it, there was just so many things that I disagreed with on this whole thing, but I I guess we'll move on. We'll hear. We might hear more about that uh, in uh, about a year from now. There we go. Perhaps yeah. as Dakota continues to monitor the situation and make any adjustments you may need to make, develop a s- exploratory committee. Perhaps, maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. You can start raising money. You don't have to say what you're running for. Mm-hmm. But you do have to do some paperwork. All right. So then the other um I hate paperwork. The other item on here isn't nearly as much fun. Um No, and that's why we're ending the episode with it. <laughs> um yeah, so the the Las Vegas thing happened and Monday was just a just a brutal day. Uh for me and I'm sure you guys too, but I was yeah, and if you listen to the Tuesday episode of We Are Libertarians, uh, Chris Bengal was pretty eloquent. Um talking talking about the uh the las vegas uh murders um and it just did knock the wind out of me monday monday was awful yeah i i first woke up and i i looked at my phone i opened facebook and i i saw something that uh that the headline was like 20 people dead and mass shooting in las vegas but it was like a a very unreputable news source i would say it wasn't mainstream or anything and I was like, uh, it's just clickbait, you know. I didn't believe it until. Um, I think there was something in Wall Chat, like very, like in the middle yeah. of the night. I looked at it and saw something. Maybe Tyler or that's somebody. The, t- that's where I I yeah. opened Wall Chat and then I saw it again. And I was like, holy cow, this is actually real. Yeah. You know, like 
Jeez. So and I started reading more on it, and I've been sucked into the news ever since about it. Yeah, and I, you have the helpless feeling, Clay. You know, you just don't. You know, obviously you're two thousand miles away, and you're just reading about it, and obviously there's heroic stories, and you know, a very sick person. Um, so I, I didn't know what to do. I, I just, I said the hell with it. I'm giving blood. And I tried to talk Dakota into it. And we couldn't make the arrangements work out. Uh, but Audrey gave blood, and I gave blood, and I knew, you know, it, it struck me not the not the fifty people, fifty eight people that died, but the five hundred that were injured was just like. It's massive. It, you just, yeah, and you mm. just that was that, it's a war. It's that's, a war zone. Yeah, I mean, it's massive. It, um, yeah, and they're all traumatic, like traumatic mm. injuries, and you're just like, that's that. that the, obviously, there's going to be a need for blood, and then you've got the hurricanes and everything else. So I went and I made an arrangement, uh, or went. The blood mobile was in Muncie, and I work up there, so I just ran over and, and gave real quick. Uh, and I challenge anybody to to do it now or within the next week or two. Yep. Um, Audrey went and donated blood. Yep. Yeah. So it's a. It's a big deal. Um, I, I, the other stuff on the issue, though, I mean, conspiracy theory. It's like whenever you have a lack of information, you get this conspiracy theories just just come out, and they're mm-hmm. you know you've got all of these people that were involved, a crime scene that's just ridiculously mm-hmm. large, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously information is not going to flow quickly from law enforcement. So then everybody tries to fill the gap, and right. and everybody you know you've got all the social media and all the videos, and 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 then it just spirals into everybody can go to crazy town on you um, which is even more upsetting very fast yeah exactly i mean it's it's uh i like some of the you know some of the comments that i that i did read is just can we just pause for a second yeah realize what happened and then yeah and then that, that's tr- monday <laughs> everybody gets political yeah and exactly that, that was driving me crazy too and very, i'm still not ready to get so. political about it I, just, neither am i absolutely not I mean that that was it was horrific, yeah. horrific, and um, the thing that I thought was disgusting is the opportunist on the political side that kept wanting to throw stuff out there. It's like really, because to me, out of out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yep. And so when the first thing you want to say is, "Well, it's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault." Well, it shows that, a lot about your character. That it does. It tells me where your and heart is. And it's like is. Cade Coker had made a post about it, and it was sharing what Hillary Clinton said. It was mm. like a, just a couple of hours after the news broke about it yeah. was that she said, um, imagine if this had been yeah. done with a silencer that the NRA wants to make easier to obtain. And I, I told Cade, I, Cade, Cade, I told Cade that I said if only she'd imagine she had uh, reacted this quickly to Benghazi. Yeah. <laughs> that you, you know, honestly, with with Hillary, um, I, I think you know I've never saw eye to eye with her, obviously, uh, but I've never been disgusted. Now, and I know because there has been some things in the past, such as Benghazi, where I know some of our guys and gals have been disgusted with her because they had firsthand experience, right? Right. Um. But really, for the first time, I was—I can say I was disgusted uh, by her statement. Um, not that I—I I mean, I'm just little old me in Henry County, Indiana. But she disgusted me with that statement. Yeah, that was—she's not the only one. There were people. No, and then she's all, not all sides. But, it, but yeah, but it, I it, didn't dig. That's yeah. the thing. I didn't dig into it. And in with Facebook and Twitter, I avoided the conversation because yeah. I didn't want to see all that crap. Yep. To be honest with you. 
to me, the biggest thing is just trying to find reputable news when it's going right. on, you know, and it's just... Right. And it, now, a few days later, now some things are starting to come out, some some legitimate pieces. Sure. And and so you can listen to that and, and start to put something together, but still to to say we have a conclusion is ridiculous. All right. Anything else on that to- topic, guys, or are we... Uh we got that as wrapped up as we can for the week. Yeah, just thinking about the the victims and the families and everything, and as all this it, stuff comes exactly. to light, we were going to talk a little bit more about it, but it's still like in such a shocking phase. Because I, I I don't know. I guess by Tuesday, I thought that. I guess on Tuesday, I thought that by now it would be a little less, like, shocking, you know. Yeah. But it's still just incredible to me. It, it's. It's too sobering still. Yeah. You think, you know, moms were lost, dads were lost, kids were lost. I mean, yep. family, so, in an so, instant, families changed. Yeah. It's so easy to distance yourself. Mm-hmm. But whenever you step back and think these people mm-hmm. lived lives just like I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I had died in the shooting... There would be millions of other people just like me thinking mm-hmm. about it that way. I, I, you know, today as I said a prayer for my kids when I was um, dropping them off for school and stuff. Because usually every day um, I pray in the van with them. But today uh, I forgot. And so I said my prayer after I dropped them off. But, um, you know, that's one thing I prayed about, you know, because, you know, every day I send these kids to school. There's so much out of our control. And when events like this happen, um, like I said, it's sobering and it's just like, yep. you know, and for me, you know, I just said, God, they're, you know, they're in your hands. I, you know, I do all I can, but this is an evil world and evil things happen. All right. Well, um, I guess we'll move into our final thoughts portion here. Um, we've had, uh, this is a, an interesting new week for us here in the studio. Uh, got a lot of thanks to give to folks. Uh, got new uh, new headshots. Dakota and I did uh, did the live vi- event down at uh, Morty's uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, Ben DeJong came down from Michigan on his birthday and did a photo shoot for We Are Libertarians. Oh, wow, So cool. we got some sweet uh, sweet new pictures. That's where some of those pictures That's came from? That's where those came yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, right. yeah. Uh, if we had been able to get Clay down there, yeah, we could have had the three, three, it's three all of good. us. But it's we'll, all good. We're going to get him in some pro shots with us together. Riding your coattail. That's it. Um, so, but it's, uh, just lots and lots of cool things have happened. We've got a super secret group, the in, inner circle. You can, uh, you can apply for membership. Uh, we gave uh temporary membership to Darren Jacobs as long as he's on his best behavior. Yep. He can nine month, it. nine month probationary period, Darren. Nine months. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Dakota's in charge of tracking that. Uh, and then the one thing I want to ask for, for people, uh, if you want to help support the page, support, support the show, uh, we need to get a – we created a YouTube page. So this is our second video that we're doing that is uh, that, that's going to be on, on the YouTube. We did our test video last night, and then this episode 24 is actually going to be on our YouTube page. For us to have a static location for that, we need to have um, we need to have a, a 100 subscribers. So we have to be around 30 days as well, and we just launched the page. So that's we haven't met, met that mark yet, but by the time we get to 30 days, I need to have 30, 100 subscribers. Uh, so I ask anybody that's listening, jump on YouTube. Don't just like the videos. Liking the videos is cool. But just actually click subscribe to the to the YouTube page, and uh, 
we'll get uh, get to the number we need to have, and then we'll be faced, you know, youtube.com slash liberty or whatever. And then we can use that on other platforms so people can actually go out and find find us easily. Yeah. Because right now, if you search Boss Hog of Liberty on YouTube, you have to sift through like four uh, four first videos that are of uh, of the Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> and then you'll find. How us. dare they use our name? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, get with the get with the current millennium, right? Yeah, that's correct. We're the new show. Nobody in town. cares about them anymore. All right. Um, anything else that you guys have final thoughts wise, uh, Dakota? Anything uh, to plug? No, just like and subscribe. Uh, all of our bumper stickers are spoken for, and the only way that you're going to get a uh, fridge magnet is if you are a guest on the show. All right, so it's time to reorder yeah. already. The uh, the bumper stickers, I, uh, I I caught some crap last night from Dakota because I was less than generous in, the, in speaking of the design. I think they're quaint, and I think they are um, they're going to be memorable, and they'll be in the museum someday. All right, the museum, uh, yeah. In the in the Boss Hog of Liberty Museum, it'll probably be preserved in this guest bedroom. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, forever and ever. Clay, any final thoughts from your side tonight? Uh, only final thought is um, again on the budget. Oh, I won't. I won't go forever. But no, I just uh, I I can say that this just simply uh, for Henry County residents, uh, this budget is is obviously not perfect. Uh, we obviously still have some work to do. I'm still concerned about some of the same things that I've always been concerned about. Uh, however, for 2018, um, this this is a budget that gets us um, level. And the council uh, did uh, acknowledge that there are some things that we need to adjust in the future. So uh, it's my goal that even as early as February, March, uh, to start making sure we follow um, where the money's going and kind of keep a consistent track record throughout the year knowing where we're at. So um, so anyways, as of right now, as long as things stay the same, um, I went from an absolute no uh, to, to a yeah, I can, I can work with this. So you're going to be a three out of five you voted for, or three out of five you voted against? Where's this going to put you um, on, this, on the clay this, scale? Yeah, on the clay scale. This, if if I vote yes on this one, this will put me at, out of five votes, five years, uh, three yeses and two noes. All right. Yeah. Sixty percent of the time, he's okay to work with, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and uh, you got to. Here's one thing people forget: the same people that put me in office put these people in office. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, so I mean, you have you have you have a variation of voters, right? Right. right. But this these are the people these, that the residents of Henry County said these forty eight thousand voters picked you seven. We want them on the council. So I mean, yep. You know, at some point, you you know, you kind of you, you work together. You stand for what's right, and you then you go on for the next battle. Very good. All right. Well, we appreciate the, uh, the the views and the listens. Like, subscribe, and share, as always. Uh, continuing to build this channel and this platform. Uh, you know, sometimes we deal with more local issues. This week, obviously, we have, uh, you know, we, we super serve the local audience. Next week yep. is going to be a little more general audience. Uh, we'll see what the topics of the uh, topics of the world are next week. Um, Clay will be off uh, dealing with some other responsibilities. It'll be a Wednesday show next week. Uh, so look for that. We'll have another live uh, live seven o'clock broadcast during the seven o'clock hour Eastern time. Uh, Cat and Agnos is scheduled to be with us, 
And uh, Dakota and I are going to spend the weekend camping together and going to a, uh, a Garth Brooks concert. So, so by Wednesday we still might hate each other. By Wednesday he probably he won't be speaking to me, and we're just going to pretend to be nice for the podcast. <laughs> uh, but Cat's going to be here, and I think uh, we're, we're going to try to talk the lovely Audrey Joe into uh, participating. Um, she's as well. dead so set on coming. We'll have well, uh, be cool. We'll have the four seats occupied. You guys will finally hit a, hit the thousand mark, right? I'm sure it'll be hell. It may be ten thousand. Finally, those two. Finally. So, all right, with that, we uh, we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll let you all tune in next week. There we go. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at wearelibertarians.com.